Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Panic there for a minute, because you're in between me and Ben. I was like, a little bit of my brain was like, it's Ashton next. It's Ashton next. (laughs) It's never me next. No. It's an exciting week, guys, Mm -hmm. because it's episode 150. 150. Yes. Uh, Again, uh, we've done it. We've done it. Uh, It's very exciting. We need to get t-shirts with, you know how... How, how mums have those shirts that say, I'm not 50, I'm 21. With Again. 20. I have one of those. The, the you do have one of those. Mine says, I'm not 40, I'm 18 with 22 years, years of, experience. of experience. That's mm. it. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. Podcast episode 150 with how many episodes? 10 episodes. 10 episodes of experience. We need one of those uh, signs they have in like industrial workplaces where it says days since an accident. <laughs> days we, since it can say Days since episode 150 <laughs> yeah. and it just says zero. <laughs> How many time. of you would buy that? Mm-hmm. One? One person. One person? Okay. We'll do it. Yeah. Just we'll, for you. We'll pay the, the artist and we will manufacture <laughs> them in bulk and we will sell one of them. Yeah, we uh, won't make them to make them to order. We will get 250 of them made. <laughs> we'll have to take about 40 of them home each mm. and just throw them out after one wear. Yeah. Uh, because we'll have so many of them. Uh, just anyway, give them out to people on the streets. Mm. Please take this. You want this? Please. Uh, this is our video game podcast. We talk about video game things, and each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. They help us keep the lights on here and do what we do. And Ashton has the very real ad read in front of her right now. I do. So, as you may or may not be aware, um, I am. Good. I'm not. Uh, PlayStation announced their PlayStation Plus thing, but we all mm. thought it was going to be called Spartacus. Mm. So I got a. Uh, an, an ad read through from Stadia who said well, we're going. releasing Spartacus and then Xbox contacted me and said no we're releasing Spartacus and then Epic Games contacted me and said no we're releasing Spartacus where's this going and then Ubisoft Connect uh, contacted me and said no we're releasing Spartacus mm-hmm. and then Steam contacted me and said no we're releasing Spartacus Right. and then Nintendo said no we're releasing Spartacus. And then I emailed Ashton. <laughs> and I said, me. I'm releasing Spartacus. Yeah. And then I decided after all this, I'm releasing Spartacus. Mm-hmm. 
Is that it? Is that the is that the sponsor? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I was just waiting for a pun, that's all. I think it's really clever. It, yeah. Thank you. I enjoyed it. They're all releasing Spartacus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like the you like, know, like the, the movie. Funny, yeah. No, I'm no, Spartacus. I'm which movie is that? Okay, well that <laughs> might explain why why perhaps it didn't land quite as well okay. with you. I'm Spartacus. No, I'm no, Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. They all say they're Spartacus to hide the real Spartacus. Yeah. Right. In and which film? You still not told me what <laughs> film it is. It's probably Spartacus. Is it? I am. What's mm. it is it called? Is there a film called I Am Spartacus? No. I Spartacus. I'm Google it. It's maybe not called Spartacus. It's not. It's got. Yes. I don't. But think it's, it's got a guy Spartacus. called. Sp- it's got several I people who Spartacus. claim to be called Spartacus. Right. Yeah. In that case. That's a very good uh, real sponsor. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, if you d- if you don't know, mm. um, could be could be confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it is from Spartacus. I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it? I am. Spartacus. Yeah, nineteen sixty work Spartacus, directed by right. Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Oh, Stanley Kubrick. I should know that, shouldn't I? It's, should it's clearly some kind of classic. Yes, but I, I should know. Is. He's the one who filmed the moon landings. He did. He yeah. did do that. That is right. true. Um, I've not seen Spartacus, but I'm aware of that. I, I haven't Spartacus seen it either. Thing. It's I'm parodied a lot in yeah. pop culture. Wow. Well, I've and really now that. right like here on of you this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or was it parody? Um, it's not real. Uh-huh. I made, made it up. Come on. It's just a, a joke that clearly hits every one. Look, statistically, seventy-seven percent of listeners understood it. Yeah, which is a pretty good margin. Seventy-seven. Yeah, that's not thirty-three times two. Two thirds. Oh God, what have I done? (laughs) Sixty-six. You made me question myself there. You're like, yeah, sixty-six point six recurring. Two of us. Uh, (sighs) Yeah, seventy-seven. Maybe Billy understood it a bit. Maybe that's why it's yeah, 77. 77. <laughs> um. <laughs> the last couple of weeks of podcasts have put been incredibly... Put me to bed. Put me to bed. In fact, that still wouldn't work, because even if he understood it completely, no. that would be 75%. So he would have to understand it even more than you two, and even more than I don't understand it. Maybe there's like a collection of small mice in the walls <laughs> yeah. who overheard and Just all of the bacteria in this room. Yeah, they, somehow. Yeah, I'm so tired. Mm. Uh, Ben's Ashton, a bit hungover today. I really enjoyed that sponsor, Thank you. and what I enjoyed more was the discourse and confusion surrounding it, both from people who didn't understand the joke and people who did and then tried to be patronising and made it worse. And did not. Uh, so that was just a big success all yes, around. Great That's success. a great one. Thanks. It's not a real sponsor, though. Of course, we are sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. And you can go over there for as little as $1. You get access to the question post we ask each and every week. And that's where we get the questions for this podcast. There's loads of other tiers available, loads of other ways you can support us on there. You get all sorts of rewards. So please do go and check that out if you haven't already. But there's one other thing you can do to help us out and to quote unquote sponsor this podcast. It's not quite the same. There is actual podcast producers later on. But what you can do to help this podcast is go to facebook.com forward slash team triple jump and followers on there slash like it's not called like anymore it's called follow follow when we get to ten thousand followers we will pay ashton and maybe she will come up with sponsors that you know are our references to strange kids tv or something that i maybe i'll understand 78 yeah. percent of the population yeah that one yeah give, 
Give me that Okie Doke related sponsor next week. That's what I want. Do you know Okie Doke? No. No. Okay. It's, it's time, time for, for question, question one. one. I said that very in sync. Go us. Question one is from Conroy Milk, which is still an excellent name, <laughs> Mr. Milk. Hello again, Bap. I recently decided to check out the Metacritic reviews for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and saw that the user reviews were set somewhere between four to six out of ten, depending on the platform. Curious as to why the score was so low, I read a few of the reviews and read one review who scored the game a vomit-inducing zero as the game spreads woke propaganda uh, and with the, that's a that's a quote, by the way. Yeah, Conroy Milk is not saying. That no, yeah, uh, but that's the quote from presumably directly from that zero review. Yeah, uh, with another user uh, starting their review with this game isn't a zero before they promptly rated the game a zero. Good. Good. Do you feel as though user reviews are starting to become less reliable due to reviews like the ones mentioned above? While the game isn't prefect, it says. Uh, it certainly isn't a 4 out of 10 as this would put it on par with most games featured on Worst Games Ever. Thank you, Conroy. Good Thank question. Thank you, Conroy. My Milk. grandson Nathan loves this game. 10 out of 10. Mm, yeah. 10 out of 10. I was so confused when you started that sentence. <laughs> Where's this going? Like, Some real deep character what? work happening this week. Um, so for context as to why it quote-unquote, spreads woke propaganda. Uh, I believe you can create non-binary characters. Yeah, you can have the they, them creator. Uh, they, them pronouns, yeah. What, uh, a, what a loser thing to be upset by. And there are also... That's uh, not all. No, that's not all. Whether this affected the, their woke idea or not, they, there are also some like LGBTQ plus characters. Like There's some gay characters and stuff. Um, can, you, can you imagine? That's kind of it, I think. Being so small and pathetic that that upsets you. I know. What a what a weak-minded person. How that shrimply and shrivelly like wow. a little like a little worm man <laughs> just can't handle it. Pathetic. Wow. Grow up. I mean, I agree. Um to you answer are so correct. Conroy Milk's question though. Yeah. I suspect that general attitudes probably haven't changed a great deal the whole time that it's been possible to be a user reviewer. Uh, however, I suspect that maybe it's now more straightforward. Like it's, it's, it's either easier to do or it's more kind of in people's heads that they can go and leave reviews. I think maybe 10, 15 years ago on you know, like like game facts or, or whatever websites there were back then that people would leave user scores on. Mm. Um, I suspect that you had to maybe be a little bit more into your games to go and do it. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, if you're into your games, you don't share these attitudes. I think there's probably a lot of people who are very into games in their point of view and also think that, oh my God, you can be they, them, gross, zero out of 10. Uh, but certainly I think it's just more um, uh, accessible for anyone and everyone, including the horrible people. And mm. therefore that might be why there appears to be a, a slightly newer problem than maybe it really is. I don't think it's like a... a it's, it's a loud minority. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think, and, and they're getting louder, I think, is the issue. I think like the, the minority has always been there, but they've now kind of... Uh, got the platform to just go and review. And um, like you, you have things like review bombing, which is like kind of a, 
again, a, a more recent trend. You know, it's always been possible that people could have review bombed, but it just didn't really become a thing until, you know, a few years ago, maybe. So I suspect that is like sort of the issue as to why that's becoming more and more of a problem. And so in that sense, yeah, I think user reviews are starting to become less reliable because people are just treating them like, uh, you know, a kind of a voting ballot. Like, I don't like this game because of these reasons. Uh, you, you you vote with your wallet or you vote like in other ways. You don't vote against a game by giving it a negative score when that score is supposed to be a mark of quality, not a mark of does this allow you to, does this have characters in it who kiss people of the same biological sex as them or the same gender mm. uh, identity. So, uh, yeah, I, I think maybe they are getting less reliable, personally. Mm. I think they're just getting more kind of marred with that kind of attitude. Yeah, I think so. I think that, like you say, it's all about accessibility and how easy it is to leave a review. Like you say, review bombing is just one element of user reviews that is ridiculous. I think that I... I think that you can tell if a review is genuine when you look at something online. I think that rather than looking at kind of like the overall score of like four out of 10 or six out of 10, you just have to look at the reviews because the ones that are trash are very clearly trash from mm. the get go. Like they'll just say like, it's never spreads a woke review, propaganda. It? No. no, it's just a zero it's or a zero 10. or 10. Yeah. Because yeah. even a 10, sometimes like you can get really good reviews and it's like, this game is the best game ever, knowing full well it's like terrible. Like if you go on Steam and the Nickelodeon All Stars br Bash or Brawl or whatever it was called, Battle Brawl, Battle Brawl, Brawl, All Stars Brawl, All Stars Brawl. Um, that game has really good review scores on Steam because everyone's like really liked it when SpongeBob smacked the crap out of. Nigel Fulbright. And didn't do any voice acted lines at didn't all. Didn't do any voice yeah. acted lines. That was my favorite Smashing. Part. Smashing. And um, yeah. And then just like people just putting on there because it's kind of a meme. And then you've got like a really good review score for like a game that is trash. Um, so it's it goes both ways in terms of it being either really horrible reviews or really good reviews. Like Garfield Cart. It, like everyone's saying that's like, you know, it cured ever. their cancer yeah. and it's given them spiritual purpose in life mm. and stuff um, it becomes a bit of a meme to to yeah. add a user review but i do think that um one thing that i think maybe metacritic should do and i don't know if maybe i just haven't discovered the way of doing this but you know how you can like um say if a review is helpful or not yeah on mm. metacritic there's no way to be like this is unhelpful this is not you can a good do that review. on metacritic user reviews i think can you I, yeah i think it says oh, yeah. like zero out of one people found this helpful so there is oh, a way right. but you probably have to make an account yeah that's the thing i think yeah. i was looking the other day when i when this question came through i was having a look and i was like oh this is a trash review i'm gonna see if i can like dislike it but i had to make an account and i don't have an account and i can't be asked to make one so that's why <laughs> i'm part of the problem i guess um but i I do think like you say it's easier to to make a review and leave a negative score because if i was to leave a good score i would wouldn't really know what i would type in the box it's like when i get like a takeaway and they're like what did you think and i'm like yeah, i'm only i'm only gonna tell you if it was bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's like thing. it's like TripAdvisor, isn't it yeah. it's the same thing you either go i had a wonderful time when we get home we'll give you a, a full five-star review or you know if there's like a cockroach in your bed mm. then you go home and say one yeah. star um yeah yeah so yeah 
I don't know if I made any points. Do you remember when that indie developer changed their name to Very Positive so that on Steam oh, yeah. it said developer and publisher Very Positive, Very Positive. And if you just sort of <laughs> glanced at it, it looked like... Oh, their games are great. Score, average scores, Very Positive. It's very clever. Yeah. And yes, you did make some great points, actually. Uh, cool. n- no, you should absolutely not trust user reviews. And I don't know really why you would at this and this isn't me coming for you mr milk i'm just saying generally <laughs> mr don't, milk do not trust user reviews because they are increasingly a place for people to air grievances and vent uh whether that be because they're homophobic bigoted or because they are upset at gran turismo 7's microtransactions mm. it's not necessarily representative of the quality of the game or what the average person you know, th- thinks of it because mm-hmm. people do just use it as a platform to be cross for whatever reason. So instead, what you should probably do, and we've said it before on this podcast, is find websites, journalists, mm. content creators, streamers, YouTubers that you like and who <clears throat> enjoy similar games to you and have similar opinions to you mm-hmm. and wait and see what they think about a game. Increasingly, there are so many places and so many opinions on the internet about video games that aren't the ex- the, the complete extreme. Yeah. You know, that you will find people, and for some of you, which is very humbling, it's us, that you generally agree with about most things regarding video games. Mm-hmm. And just pay attention to what those people have to say. If you give, and I even wrote it down, Noob Slayer 69 the power to award a game a zero review score, they will do it every time. Mm-hmm. Don't give don't give idiots a microphone, mm. even if those idiots are justified in their anger about a particular topic. And even if it's They're, kind of funny. Even still. if it's kind of funny, like Garfield <laughs> Cut. Don't trust what they have to say. Mm. You're giving them you're giving them power and that and it's just gonna be abused by anyone because it's so easy to do. For every one person who goes on a lovely trip to the countryside and stays in a cottage, grandma's cottage, yeah. Yeah. and they give it a lovely four and a half star, balanced, thoughtful review. There's someone who stood in, uh, stood on a dog egg outside yeah. and <laughs> they give it a zero star review and they're really, and they type in all caps and there'll be maybe three of those for every one thoughtful review. And yeah. it's just, it's not representative of, of what the game's going to be like. Don't trust Noob Slayer. No. He's an he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah. So bloody woke propaganda. <laughs> and also, if you are going to go off user scores, which you shouldn't do, but no. if you're going to, you should at least do it on more on some websites over others. Like if you go to Amazon, you get people get rating stuff zero stars because like it didn't arrive in the post or something. Yeah. Like, that's not a mark of the quality of the game. No. That's mm. the service of Amazon. And even worse, if it's like, say it's an old game, that's not being sold directly from Amazon. It's being sold from like independent sellers. Mm. So they give it a zero star rating on the Amazon page for that product. But that zero star specifically relates to how Penguin uh, bu- books or whatever they're called, Penguin Games, mm posted a bad did, did, did some bad post only boots in german yeah like but does every copy of the game yeah, exactly only boot in well, german you, you accidentally bought a german copy or yeah. you know jesus um yeah. yeah it's it's a shame but yeah don't listen don't listen to that just find just find creators you you enjoy yeah in whatever field and see what they think or mm-hmm. just if you're in a position to do so buy it and try it and then return it yeah. not everyone's in that position though. yeah it's 
It's time to move on, Ashton. Isn't it, it is. It, in honor of episode 150 as well, it's time to, to play, time to do a segment we've not done before. What? It's time for What We Play In. <gasps> it's time for What We Play In. It's What We Play In time. Peter. Just <laughs> ignore this. Yeah. Just ignore this. So, for the audio listeners, can you please describe what happened? Because I didn't. I did see a it. little dance. <laughs> so about a head down. <laughs> Scratching uh, my nose. Sort of, oh, were you scratching? I was scratching. I, that well, was no, just I was, and then like Ben started talking, and I just kind of just turned it into started a bobbed along. And then I didn't. I hope no one saw it. But then just you hoped no one saw it. I couldn't miss it. I could see it in my left periphery and also in my right periphery on our monitor. <laughs> there were two Ashtons. Just a little like wi- windscreen wiper dance. Yeah, I'm sad I missed it. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I. Jesus Christ, I finished... Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, yeah, wait till I tell you. I finished Inside. That takes a turn, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Does yes. it? God, yeah. I never played it. Oh, uh, haven't you? Oh, it's an experience. Wow. It's not the longest game either. Yeah. I thought it would be like something like Limbo, where, yeah, it probably gets a bit more horrific as things go on, but... I mean, I don't want to say too much, but you know that you. Well, my fingers in my ears. Well, but then there's a load of people listening who might not have played it. I think we might have it's been out for a long weird time. Your ears. The special edition. Did you you remember this? Oh, we, uh, we won't go into specifics. Oh yeah, it came the, with like a the company. The it was like the, it was real doll or something. The people who make the realistic sex dolls. Yes. Were contracted to make a realistic fleshy version of the. Thing I think if about. you don't want to know what happens in Inside, just just don't listen for like a minute. Um, but yeah, the big fleshy ball man. Yeah, I thought you know I assumed I'd be playing as a boy for the whole game, and then I wasn't. And I should have he's, maybe remembered he's in there that. somewhere. Well, he is. Yeah, I should have maybe remembered that thing. Uh, that that weird Special news story edition. with the real flesh blob but i'd completely forgotten about that the noises it makes as well it's just like, it's like multiple people Morty, going, oh, oh, yeah. yeah um cursed so. all good cool you probably heard my bassy tones through those <laughs> i had a little couple of things but mm, yeah uh anyway no context so. that was a real experience that i did not expect towards the end uh mm. i thoroughly enjoyed it in that it very much unnerved me and uh i didn't really know how i felt about my actions and motivations mm-hmm. as the game progressed uh and you know it's got that classic uh ambiguous law as well where you're like i could i could create a story around what i've seen but you know it's kind of up to the player to a certain extent to kind of work out exactly what is going on but i really like that i think it's really cool um and it's kind of oh not speaking of which necessarily but you know you could say the same about dark souls for example couldn't you sure and speaking of dark souls so that was a segue to a segue Mm. uh i have also this week restarted for the first time since uh putting it down and and almost deciding never to play it again uh jedi fallen order uh for a couple of reasons firstly there are rumors that at some point they're going to announce the sequel soon, maybe at Star Wars Celebration or something. Uh, and also because uh, there are, again, Obi-Wan Kenobi spoilers here, but based purely on the trailer. So it's nothing, I'm not like doing leaks, but if, you, if you've not been watching the trailers, uh, there are Jedi Inquisitors in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Mm. So I feel like, oh yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot of that in... Um, 
in the game. So mm -hmm. I thought I'm, I'm going to go back, have a play through that, Isn't refresh my memory. Isn't a robot in Obi Wan as well? Uh, or one of the. Yeah, it looked like it did look the like in the robot. trailer the little robot you have on your shoulder. Little mate. Oh really? I didn't. I don't think I saw him. But I there is one of those so. in. There was one of those in Boba Fett. Was that? Or maybe yeah, it was Boba Fett. Mm, yeah, just a little. I know that I had seen one. Yeah. But yeah, there was one of those there. I so, wasn't sure what Sandy shot it was. Yeah, that's the thing. It's which, all which studio they were in. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I thought, you know, that might be something I want to kind of refresh my memory on. So I've also started playing that again. Did you finish it when you first? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, and then I said that, well, that's me done. I'm glad I've played it, but now I don't want to play it anymore. Mm. Um, partly because it's, you know, a bit Souls-like to, to some extent. Um, and I found that kind of tricky and, and wearing, but also because Ben and I don't really like, um, Cal Kestis. Cal Kestis. He's, he just looks, he's, he's got a really punchable face, we oh, think. Oh, the, the ginger guy. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, I don't enjoy him. And I also kind of found the game a bit grating. I mean, it's not, I, I didn't enjoy not a great it as game. much as everybody else did. Yeah. And I felt bad about that, but. Man, I'm not like Cal's, having a Cal's face didn't help. Yeah, did it? get a better. I've face, always Cal. thought that he looks like grown-up Jimmy Hopkins from uh, Bully, and Jimmy Hopkins is also a bit of an ass. Yeah, even though he's sort of supposed to be, it's a kind of honor amongst thieves, like lovable rogue. It's like, yeah, but you're also a bit of a bit of a twat, to be honest. Um, yeah, we can say that. Well, yeah, sure. I you said it now. I said it now. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like loving like playing through it again but i'm i'm having enough fun i'm like yeah okay and here we go again this is mm. it's all right and i think having played it once before as well and knowing a bit more about what i can and can't do and like the best way to play i think i'm probably having a better time this time than i than first time around so yeah nice playing through that lovely Ashton. i have been playing some final fantasy 7 remake i've played about two and a half hours of it and then i uh, have picked it up since but i just haven't had time um, I'm really excited. It's really pretty, and I really like it. Did you have you got through the first bombing run mission, or are you on that at the moment? The first mission. Y yeah, like where you're where you're trying to blow up the reactor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got off the train. Okay. As well, and, mm -hmm. I, and then I stopped because I was drunk and sleepy. Um, <laughs> so it's good. good golden combination. And then over the weekend and this week, I've been playing some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Over the weekend, I played it split screen because um, I was home with um, MB. And then last night we played co-op um, separately. So I, hmm. this game is a bit broken. I'm not going to lie. It's I've heard that the shift servers are kind of... Oh my god! So kind of down. on the weekend, the shift servers were like down nearly all weekend, um, and that's the only way you can play online. So luckily, we're playing split screen. Otherwise, that'd been really rubbish. But mm. you can't play online unless the shift servers are working. However, I opted out of the ships, the ship, ship, the shift servers working. I said I didn't want to use them right now. Like, don't try and connect me. The game then insisted for the entire time we were playing over the weekend, it would try to connect me every single time it had the ability to. And every time it connected or disconnected from the shift network, it would slow my game down by like an insane amount. It was like chugging along for like a couple of, like a minute, and then it would fix itself. And about five minutes later, it would disconnect me from the network and chug along again for another minute. That's and it was shame. really annoying. Um, also the quest log 
doesn't always come up when you're going the menu. Like I go in the menu and there's just blank. They're the, good at menus, none of the aren't they? Are there. They bloody love a menu. I don't understand how they haven't improved some of the things from Borderlands 3 to make it just more accessible. Because the engine is rubbish. It's like, I I really want to like this game more than I am. And I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I'm really, really trying to get into it. But there's so many things where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm, what is going on? I pick things up and there's like so many different like bits of information, which has always been a Borderlands thing. But the inventory system is just crap and hard to understand and hard to like figure out what you've got and what you haven't got. And it's just not they just haven't done any of the quality of life improvements that they should have done before releasing this game after Borderlands 3. They just haven't done it. Apparently the story is potentially better than um Borderlands 3. So that to look forward to i guess but um and the service work and the service work but i i played it last night so split screen don't even bother you can't even look in the your menu it's just impossible to like see what you're even searching through it doesn't come up with any like uh icons you know how to differentiate different types of guns there's like different icons in borderlands well when you're playing on split screen uh, it just doesn't come up so you don't know what kind of gun you're using or what kind of gun the new one you've picked up is and it's really annoying um and i just I really want to like this game. I really want to like it. I still hate the overworld. I just think it slows the pace down of the game so much. And I just think that it's just a pointless addition. They really swung to try and be like, we've done something really cool with this game. And then I just can't, I don't get it. I don't like it. Because there's missions that you do solely in the overworld. So there's like a couple of like side quests that be like, go and punch this rock for me if you wouldn't mind. And you just go and punch a couple rocks and then go back and that's the end of the side quest. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't like the overworld. The game is very pretty. Like, don't get me wrong. When you're playing the game and you're in the areas, it's very pretty. And I like the customize the customizable character mechanics. I like that when you're in the game, you can completely recustomize your character. I like that you pick up different things as you go through that then available from the get-go for another character if you're building a new one. I like it that element of it. I think the gameplay is fine. I think not all of the skills are necessarily fun i think certain skill trees and certain classes are more fun than others um is it narrated as though you're like all sitting around the table yeah right so there's so what i i don't really understand some elements of it because like so valentine and fret are like the two other characters that andy sandberg and um wonder sykes and they are like just talking to you from above they are the voices of above and then you've got tina who's kind of like telling you what to do and stuff yeah um but it's mainly got like character conversations in the game like various like other borderlands games does Mm -hmm. um but sometimes they'll be like oh i don't really want to do this this uh quest can't we just keep it for ourselves and then then tina's like you won't get the xp if you don't do it and then valentine will be like Oh man, I really want to level up my character. And I'm like, you're not even in the game. You're not here. Yeah. What do you mean? You're just a voice from above. Like you're not playing with me. You're right. just talking. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as I like the fact that we've got these other characters, I kind of just wish they were the player characters. Right. I kind of just wish you were playing as one of them and you, you just, just picked. You just picked one. Like the yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I haven't learned how, well, we haven't figured out how to multi-class yet, but I think it's a lot of hinting that that will be something you can do at some point because you get class mods that are kind of like for two classes. So obviously you can pick and choose which ones you want to like use, Mm -hmm. but 
I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it playing with someone else. And I just think that, I just feel like maybe the, the beginning couple of hours of the game are just not very enchanting. I just think they're a bit boring and I think they're a bit bland. So I'm hoping that mm. as I go through, it'll get more interesting. I think there's more overworlds as well. There's gonna be three overworlds, which okay. I thought I wasn't sure if there was gonna be when we did the quipscope. So yeah, I, man, I'm just, I'm really conflicted about Tiny Tina's. I really, really have a lot of feelings about it, but I just don't know how I feel about it. Mm. I've you heard know? a lot of really mixed stuff. Yeah. Um, critically, it seems to be kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's landed a decent Metacritic average. I think it's like 80. 80%. Yeah, think, which yeah. is, you know, that's that's really good. perfectly fine. Like I, I don't I, think this is as good as Horizon, which got, I think, 80%. Well, it spreads woke propaganda, so it can't yeah. be. Horizon got 80%. Um, I think it got... Maybe it didn't get 90%, did it? No, I don't okay. think it You mean like in the 80s or? Maybe in the 80s. Right, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what I'm it got. I'm going to look it up now. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. I've literally just started it up, gone into the character creator, and then I ran out of time, and I haven't had time to play it this week, and I won't until next week, which mm. bums me out, because I'm looking forward to it. And I actually... 88%. 88, okay. okay. Mm. The more I played the pre-sequel, which I think is often viewed as like the redheaded stepchild of the Borderlands series, uh, the more I actually quite like that one. So I, I am- Which one? Uh, the pre sequel. Oh yeah. So I'm perfectly willing to like give this, give this a real go. And uh, it seems that the players, again, talking about user reviews, really actually quite like it. Everyone I've spoken to, my friend really likes it. Um, I had a couple of people on my stream this week say, oh, yeah, what do you think about Wonderlands? Too. I'm really enjoying it. Right. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> It's not, it, I'm hesitant to say it's niche, but perhaps there's a real overlap of people who like tabletop RPGs and maybe just straight up Dungeons and Dragons. I just right. don't feel like it really leans into it at all. I think it, really? it, I think I've it heard just kind of skirts around. The humor from that is really, is really good, apparently. I, I don't play tabletop RPGs. Referenced though. a lot, and I think that, it, but I don't think it's like, I don't think if you like D&D, &D, you will like this game hmm. is necessarily true. I, d I just think that it's like, it's Borderlands, but it's just fantasy and occasionally there'll be like, roll, you don't roll anything. You don't like have any kind of luck in terms mm. of like, do yeah. you roll yeah, you to think they would like implement check? stuff like actual yeah, like, kind of mechanics from tabletop games. You can do like make a choice if you want to like seduce, in certain side quests, you can be like, do you want to seduce this or do you want to intimidate this person? Mm -hmm, okay. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll just press square to seduce, but there's no like kind of, Role to like, yeah, you know, because you can do that you in a lot of RPGs, yeah. like choose to intimidate exactly. or hmm, whatever. So I'm not trying to say that your friends are wrong. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's not been your experience. It's just not been. I just haven't okay. seen that kind of level of it that I think other. I, I feel like maybe it's a me problem. It I might just. Like it might really just not it, be connecting not, with you. Yeah, and that's okay. It happens. The fact you're enjoying it in co-op, which is something we talked about in the Quipscope. Yeah. Uh, I think says a lot is that, you know, the, the fundamentals are there and you can still have great fun when you're messing around mm. with friends. But maybe, you know, maybe maybe it's just not one that, that you're going to enjoy, which is yeah, a shame. But, sad. you know, play it in co-op. You'll have you'll I'm still going to finish it. I'm still going to finish it. <laughs> I'll complain the entire time, but I'm yeah, still going to finish it. I have it. a bad time, but I'll finish it. I'm looking forward to playing that eventually. Is that all you played? Well, that's all I played this week. Okay. Uh, beyond starting up that, uh, and and just doing the character creator. I've, I've played a little bit more WWE 2K22. I've really been enjoying 
downloading weird custom wrestlers and simming the matches and just seeing what happens. Yeah. So Kratos, he's won he's won the tag team titles with Batman. He beat uh, Deadpool and Spider Man for those, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like how it's three superheroes and Kratos. Yeah, and Kratos. <laughs> yeah, uh, the online servers were down at the time because, of course, they were. So I couldn't download any additional created wrestlers, but that we had uh, Batman, Kratos, Spider Man, uh, Deadpool. Uh, I think maybe uh, Triple H was in there and Stone Cold Steve Austin and they were all just competing for a belt. Kratos won. Mm-hmm. Well done, Kratos. Well done, so Kratos. Then I put Kratos in a ladder match against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and Kratos, Kratos n- won. nearly won. Oh. But uh. Big Brock Lesnar stole the day. Uh, so that was fun. Well, and I, I just had great fun earlier this week scrolling through maybe the first 20 pages of yeah. their custom creator ones and I've downloaded... Did you download so much weird stuff. Matt from Wii Sport. I did download Matt from Wii Sports. Nice. Yeah, he's there. The guy who claps cheeks, as the meme says. <laughs> uh, there's also, I've got Barney the Dinosaur. Mm. Oh, I've good. got a few superheroes. I've uh, got Mario and Luigi. Um, who else? There's just some really weird stuff in there. I can't remember. Shrek. Got Shrek. Of course. Um, that was probably the first so, character anyone ever made. Yeah. yeah. First person to get a copy of that game. I've got to make Shrek. I've got to make the best Shrek. <laughs> Doesn't even. In fact, I don't even have to make the best Shrek. I just have to be the first Shrek. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. everyone, it'll appear in the most downloaded. Uh, so some, I don't know what I'm going to do with those, but I have gone in <laughs> and I've changed all their stats. Not to like what I think is appropriate, but I just think as custom as legendary boys and girls, mm. I just put all their stats to like 100. Right. So if <laughs> if I ever have any more of these stupid matches where I sim them, they're all level pegging at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Uh, Elden Ring, I've still been playing some Elden Ring despite platinuming it, going in and helping out uh, some friends of mine, doing a bit of co-op, um, leaving the end area in my main game and doing some other stuff that I haven't done leveling up my uh, my healing flask a bit finding some more upgrade materials that i've missed and stuff so it's, it's such a good game it's it's so good and i really enjoy it and that is everything that i have played mm. well i guess it's time for question two then this question comes from hoodlum hoodlum amnesium hey bap long time listener first time question asker how do you all feel about difficulty related trophies do you feel that they are unnecessary for casual gamer for the casual gamer who is looking to add a platinum or two to their trophy list or are they required to make a platinum feel a bit more special I personally dislike them due to my skill in gaming but would love to hear your thoughts hope you have a wonderful day thank you Hoodlum. I've just realized I've slightly misinterpreted this question but my okay. answer still is I think basically relevant in that I didn't I've not specifically talked about difficulty related trophy trophy like complete the game on insane mode i've mm. talked about very difficult trophies right and right. sometimes those are the same as difficulty trophies yeah. if they're particularly hard and this goes for achievements as well yes it does um so you'll have to excuse my answer which doesn't specifically relate to hardest mode trophies but it, it, the same applies i think i think um it's nice to have that as a mark of achievement if you are serious about playing a certain game you think you're really good at it and you're able to complete a game on the hardest mode it's nice to be able to say to people or to show people, hey, I did this. Good for me. Um, like I remember I've talked before about how I've played through the Halo games on Legendary. Um, I did way back. I did them. I did the first one in co-op with Peter's Gamer Uncle, mm-hmm. uh, who hasn't had a mention for months now. So that was long overdue. Um, but then, you know, since then, I've done them solo as well. They're very, very hard. Uh, I mostly did it for just my own sense of achievement and also to unlock the um, the secret endings that you often get with those. 
But it's also, I suppose it's nice to then be able to say, see that, I see that achievement mm-hmm. there. Because <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm good. However, I think some of them are ridiculous and I can't imagine anyone has any fun completing them. And then all you're left with is, yeah, being able to say, I did that. But then it's like, is it worth it? Um, so here are some non difficulty related achievements in that sense but uh bladder of steel in rock band 2 <laughs> you have to play 84 songs without failing once and without pausing the game which takes 6 hours so you have to stand there for 6 hours playing 84 songs without failing any one of them we have a list on a very similar topic by the way i, I don't suppose you know what it's called is it like impossible achievement slash trophies you will never unlock yeah, or something yeah, like I that. So. Uh, go check it out because there's some really stupid stuff. Uh, another one, I tried to talk about this one months ago on the podcast and I couldn't remember the specifics, but uh, Gears of War 5 requires you to get 100,000 kills in versus mode, not not in campaign, like mm. against real people. And someone did the did the math and that works out as if you play every single day and get 50 kills a day in multiplayer mode, it will still take you five and a half years oh to do every day. Oh my God. Um, you know, so... Online trophies and achievements should be illegal. Bad. They should uh, be. Absolutely apart from be. maybe just... Pl- you played your first game of yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, just to encourage you to... Because the hardest going. trophies and achievements are for the games that have had their servers switched off. Yeah. Which, which are now unobtainable. Mm-hmm. Like it's Im- mm-hmm. They are impossible to yeah. achieve. Yeah, that's infuriating. But uh, so, I mean, yeah... It's kind of a, it's not much of an answer, but I think I I see the reasoning for them and why some people would, you know, would be glad to sit there and grind through and unlock them and be proud to have, have the trophies. But it must be frustrating for people who they're not in it to like show off how good at gaming they are. Mm-hmm. They're in it because they just find it satisfying to like sort of know that they've completed a game and got mm-hmm. the platinum and ticked it off. Yeah. And if you're the kind of person who either doesn't have the skill or doesn't have the time to complete nightmare difficulty, that's got to be a bit frustrating. Yeah. Ashley? I do not like them. Uh, They make me annoyed when I see them. And I like that now they have their own little folder in some games where they don't affect my platinum. I can still get a platinum and ignore the little folder that says zero out of three trophies obtained. In particular, New Game Plus, Spider-Man did it, and I think Horizon did it as well. Did it? Is that did they add a new game? Because they went through a period Sony of like patching in new did. game pluses and stuff. I, maybe the first one changed their trophy list to okay. be like new game plus and uh, yeah. I definitely ultra didn't. Hard. I definitely didn't get a difficulty trophy in that. No. I <clears throat> I just don't like them because I think that they are just stupid. Because I'm not everyone's good at games, and I also think that like making someone play it on a, a difficulty that is not their preferred difficulty just to get the trophy. Is just stupid. I like getting trophies. I I don't like actively pursue them like mm. Ben does. But like I, if I'm doing a game that I think I can get all these trophies, then I will make a point of going and getting all the trophies. Check through the lists, make sure there's things that I can be like, huh, I can, I can win a race. I can do that. So I will just you know go through and do them. But I don't like it when it says complete this game on ultra hard. And also, I don't mind a new game plus. A new game plus is fine because yeah. maybe I will go back and play the game again. And it might be but, a lot easier if you've got this bulked out character. Yeah, exactly. But ultra hard or insanity or whatever, I think one, 
is a difficulty that I think very few people would ever choose to put their game on unless for the trophies. Mm. And I just think it alienates a whole bunch of people who, like you say, are more of a casual gamer than a like hardcore kind of has to be the best kind of situation. Um, and I, I personally probably wouldn't bother getting that trophy in anything. I play on easy or normal most of the time because I just want to enjoy the game. I don't want to have to like plod my way through and get killed mm. by everything the entire time. Um, and I like also being able to snaffle all the resources. And when they're like, there's actually like only three resources in the entire map. I'm like, well, that's mean. <laughs> what am I, I going to snaffle? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't really like them personally. But if you are someone who does like them, that's fine. Just please put them in a separate folder so I can just ignore them and do all the other ones that get me the platinum rather than having to do these three separate ones. Yeah, because those people them. can then still complete nightmare mode or whatever yeah. and, and show people, hey, I got that nightmare trophy, but it, it doesn't then stop everyone else from still getting the platinum. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. Because I think platinums are sometimes hard enough without having to add in a ridiculously hard mm. A trophy or play the game on impossible difficulty well even stuff like the that voice lines one in was that in near near automata the one where you had to, you had to sit through and like listen to every single voice line in in the game you did oh. a trophy very recently did i which was i didn't remember you talking about yeah every like in-game line of dialogue and you had to like look there was like a guide that like gave you certain circumstances where like some of them are likely to come up but then a few of them are just pure luck based you might have purchased the trophy. In the it was end. pretty recently. You must have really just purged it out of your memory because... Yeah. <laughs> was it definitely near? It I might not have been near. near. Um, I mean, I did get the platinum in... Um, a, was it a Persona game? God, what was it? This is like not ringing a bell at all. Oh my God, you uh, talked about it on two different podcasts. Oh no. <laughs> um, oh, Persona 4. Persona 4. Was it was it, it right. was the right okay yes now I remember it was the it was the battle dialogue the yeah, lines yeah. Of, it's oh, no it's not yeah. trackable and it's 250 lines of resays yeah not trackable as well and you just have to like go into dungeons and try and manufacture like mm -hmm. these scenarios where different party members are poisoned and just like skip your goes until she says oh no mm. you're poisoned <laughs> oh no but she's got a unique one for yeah that was stupid and that's not hard no. in the skill sense. It's, it's just, just a stupid, stupid trophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really dumb. So yeah, I, I don't, don't begrudge know. difficulty trophies. I don't, I don't begrudge them being there. And I have, I have earned my fair share of really upsettingly challenging mm. difficulty mm -hmm. trophies. Mass Effect, um, <laughs> the original ones. Um, so seemingly it's just Bioware. Um, <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition was terrible to the extent where I had to like follow a guide to have a special build that would most would that would be the most overpowered and broken to help mm. me get through it. Uh, the Uncharted difficulty trophies are often no fun at all. Mm. Um, I think The Last of Us Part One had one, but The Last of Us Part Two didn't have a difficulty trophy, which was a, a mercy, quite frankly. I don't know if I Halo think, still does, but did back in the day. I think most games have kind of started phasing them out mm. now because I think not, people don't like. Them. I'm not sad about it, but equally, if I see it in there, I'm not going to be annoyed. Like for mm. example, playing through, I've spoken about it before, Batman: Arkham City. I did that on the hardest difficulty right off the bat, and it got rid of the like the counter symbol above your head. Right, and so. I felt like Batman. Yeah. Like I had to read enemies like cues to like understand when to press the counter button. And that was great. And I really enjoyed experiencing it that way. 
Likewise, when they patched in New Game Plus and a, and a hard difficulty trophy for Spider-Man, I played through it again. And admittedly, like I skipped all the cutscenes and stuff, but mm. like I really enjoyed the challenge because I could do it in New Game Plus, and mm. that was that was actually really fun. Um, but I totally get why people don't want them, and you guys are right in that if they're going to be included, have them be there, but like just have them in a subfolder so people like me, if they're interested, can go for them. Uh, but clearly, and I've heard this reported before, I don't know how true it is, Sony specifically have seen real benefits to having achievable platinums specifically in spider-man because a lot of people get them mm -hmm. and it makes business sense i suppose that if you make your platinums not easy but achievable that people will if they if they like your game they'll want to stick around and get all the trophies they'll play it for longer they'll talk about talk it talk about more. it yeah, say i got the platinum it, yeah. in this game yeah and, and and it becomes a whole thing and sony are, are quite good at that when you get a platinum in something they'll they'll sometimes send you an email with an avatar in it or like you know a redeemable yeah. code with a theme or something yeah. for ps4 so there are reasons for difficulty trophies being or not being there but I am um, secretly, as a trophy hunter, <clears throat> um, I'm secretly quite happy when there's no difficulty yeah. trophy because it just makes my life that much easier. Uh, because I would. I would suffer. And I have had games ruined by forcing my way through them mm -hmm. on the hardest difficulty, getting frustrated, and then not wanting to play them again for years mm -hmm. because of it. Because it's always the last thing I do. Uh, so I think it's beneficial to the experience. But I don't mind if they're there. Yeah, fair enough. Well, it's time for weird news, isn't it? <laughs> catch by surprise. Yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Did you know that if you look out for our special weird news post, as I was thinking of the Patreon podcast post, no, and that's yeah. not it, uh, on social media, you can submit weird news to us and we could read it out and it'll give you a shout out at the same time. 
But a special shout out at the beginning of Weird News has to go to our podcast producers who mm. have supported us at a certain tier on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and are basically the sponsors of Weird News. Mm-hmm. And we're going to shout them out right now, Peter. Nathan. Josh Plain. Jacket Omega. Sean Legg. G.Y. Goliath. Corey Duffel. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Burnett. Katie Garrett. Gan Gabrielle Philippink. Gan. And Gabrielle. Gan and Brielle Philippink. Thank you so much to our podcast producers. Once again, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Thank you very much. Uh, we have had, uh, I have got a weird news here that was submitted. I forgot to check who my news was from. By uh, Mami Arame or possibly Mami Arami. Uh, which is an excellent name, if Ooh. that is indeed, if it's a... Uh, if that's your real name. If, if, if that is your real name. No, if that's how it's pronounced, um, then that's a great, great name. Uh, oh, this was open before the segment started, and then I locked my phone, and now it's gone again. Damn it. Which is great. Uh, show more replies. Getting there. Here it is. According, according to Kotaku.com, mm. written by Ethan Gach. Mm-hmm. Internet angrily descends on wrong Will Smith and Chris Rock after Oscars slap. This is gaming adjacent. Okay. okay. It, there is some gaming context in there. Um, that's why it's on Kotaku. Social media mistaken identity reaches new heights during the 2022 Oscars. The internet is a mess, especially after something big happens that pier- pierces the online zeitgeist and bleeds it dry. Wow. Right now, that's the... F- Uh, The fact that newly minted Oscar winner Will Smith seemingly slapped two-time Oscars host Chris Rock over a poor joke, in quotes it says, regarding Jada Pinkett Smith last night in uh, last night's 2022 Academy Awards. Uh, And as millions rushed to post their feelings about something that had nothing to do with them... (laughs) People who are not the Will Smith or the Chris Rock, but still happen to share their legal names, were caught in the social media crossfire. Welp, tweeted video game publicist and former Maximum PC editor-in-chief Will Smith on (laughs) Sunday night at 10.30pm ET, shortly after the Oscars incident was broadcast live around the world. The game developer followed up with, Oh Flip, but he used a stronger word, after Smith was later named Best Actor for his role in last year's King Richard. Uh, In the aftermath of the slap, which was reportedly done in defense of Pinkett Smith's public battle with uh, an autoimmune disorder that can result in hair loss, many attempted to tag THE Will Smith on Twitter to yell about what happened. But at some point, the Fresh Prince actor had locked his account, so they got other Smith instead at Will Smith. Um, This is seemingly what happens when famous ESPN sports commentator Stephen A. Smith, who blasted the actor for the incident, but in in doing so sent... Hang on, is this missing a verb? This is seemingly what happened to famous ESPN sports commentator Stephen A. Smith, who blasted the actor for the incident, but in so doing sent a viral flip storm the other Smith's way. Real talk, I'm not happy with the person you're upset slash happy with. Other Smith later tweeted, I make podcasts and video games for a living. Smith currently does... I, I wish they'd like specifically... Refer, stop talking about Smith. <laughs> Smith, the... the Not the celebrity Journalist one. Smith. Journalist Smith currently does communications for Stray Bombay, which recently released the co-op shooter, the Anacrusis, in early, uh, in early, access, early okay. access on Xbox. 
At the risk of making people pissed off at me instead of that other guy, the world would be a better place if we stopped answering words with violence. Smith did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Uh, so Kotaku reached out to him. Some people, some people tried to play along with the internet's latest case of mistaken identity. I think you two need to hug it out, one person wrote to journalist Smith, jokingly. Is he a journalist? I feel like I've got that wrong. Publicist Smith. Well, yes, yes. Publicist Smith. Yeah, he's not a journalist. Publicist Smith. Uh, jokingly tagging at Chris underscore rock, who also happens to be a veteran game developer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Learn to accept a joke. I mean, your wife did, game developer Chris Rock wrote back. Meanwhile, the comments beneath the exchange were filled with accounts sincerely trying to weigh in on one side or another of the fight. Sorry, but he needs to apologize, J uh, Jada, personally. Not you. She's an independent woman, responded one person who can't string a sentence together. <laughs> Why the violence, though? No one wants to see that, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, wrote another. Other not Will Smith accounts also got bombarded. It's obviously at a high point right now, said Good Will Smith. That's <laughs> a drone music trio with just a few thousand followers. I would say it's actually a mixed bag. Some people uh, being like, that was despicable and you should be ashamed. And some people being like, thank you for standing up for your family. Chris Rock got what he deserved. Based on the screenshot shared with Kotaku, one person had approvingly DM'd Good Will Smith. Uh, the Welcome to Earth clip from the movie Independence Day where Will Smith punches an alien in the face. <laughs> the article continues, but I think we're sort of off track on actual gaming-related oh mistaken identities. So, um, And we will never talk about Will Smith again. You have our promise. One? Either of them. Any of either them. Any of them, Will either Smith. Of them. I think everyone's heard enough about Will Smith after... They absolutely have. ...after <sighs> this week. I thought that was too, too weird news not to include, but... Uh, two journalists. Not yeah. journalists, one journalist. And one developer called Will Smith and Chris Rock. <laughs> that is um, unfortunate. It's like John Lewis. Mm. Every yeah. year, the guy on Twitter from America called John Lewis has to tweet out and say, it's not my Christmas yeah. advert. Yeah. I didn't stop advert. tweeting me Please about the advert. Me. He really should just change his handle. No, I think it's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah, it. I guess he kind of likes it now. Yeah, it's funny. Mm -hmm. I have some weird news also. Comes Do from you? Fergus Jeffs on the Facky book. Um, <laughs> that was scary. Flippy book. That was really scary there. <laughs> This is from PC Gamer by Morgan Park. Call of Duty player tries to prove he isn't cheating, accidentally proves he's cheating. Hey! A tournament winner who previously earned thousands has been exposed by himself. Oh dear, classic. A Call of Duty Vanguard player accidentally revealed himself to be cheating while competing in an unofficial paid tournament this week. After drawing some suspicion about the legitimacy of his play, COD streamer Kenji apparently tried to prove he wasn't cheating by pointing a webcam at his monitor and streaming during a 2v2 search and destroy match. Kenji's team won the 2v2 match, but his competitors, I'm Suzuki and I love lovely, lovely, or I lovely, decided to dispute the results with the tournament hosting service Checkmate Gaming. While reviewing Kenji's stream, Checkmate noticed something strange. As shared in a clip on Twitter, at one point, Kenji's monitor cam slowly, plainly shows that he's using wall hacks, a common cheat where you can see enemies through walls. You can tell by the floating rectangle that appears on screen. Those are boxes drawn around enemy players that Kenji can track across the map. Um, the streamer... The stream the clip originates from has since been deleted by Kenji, along with his entire channel. But you can watch his competitors discover his wall hack in this archive on their in the archive on their stream. 
Following the investigation, Kenji's been banned from Checkmate Gaming, where he apparently earned nearly $4,000 since late 2020 playing COD. If that wasn't enough, the collegiate league Kenji competed in, the College COD League, issued Kenji a permanent ban and disqualified his other four teammates representing Grand Canyon University in the league. The league announced its decision this morning on its official Discord server. Kenji is permanently banned from the CCL, the statement reads. Grand Canyon University is disqualified for the rest of 2022 season and post-season. All GCU players listed below that competed alongside Kenji are banned until the beginning of 2023 and may return competing in the 2023 series. Oh dear. What while a this, dingus. While this particular story of cheating was a fun, has a funny ending, it doesn't reflect well on Call of Duty's competitive integrity. Despite the best efforts of Activision's dedicated ricochet anti-cheat software, it's still possible for players to inject their games with cheats and even use them to win thousands of dollars. Because if he'd not turned his... Presumably, if he'd not shared that clip, no, no one, one would have known. known. Yeah. And as long as you don't record yourself using the cheats and push it on the internet, it's apparently not the hard way. To, it's apparently not that hard mm. to get away with it. Kenji, Kenji, Kenji. This is Silly why gremlin. I don't like. I haven't played Warzone for a long time because it's rubbish now, uh, and they've and it's Activision and they've ruined it for several reasons. But it's the, it's the main reason why I always resented having to play in crossplay to find mm. a match because PC players have such a huge advantage anyway. Yeah. And oftentimes you can, I mean, it says there's like a symbol as to what platform they're playing on. And you can tell when it's a PC player mm. and you always have that thought like, and it's not just anger at being killed by a better player. It's like they leapt round that corner firing. Mm. How do, how do people do that? I don't understand. Yeah. I cheaters, they're cheaters. I can't believe this guy was so dense that he wouldn't turn off cheats before recording himself playing it. Yeah. Look, like, it is I'm so not obvious. using cheats. Like, you can... I, did, I wouldn't have known that this was cheats, but you can literally see... There's a video on the link in the description. But you can literally, like, see the squares appearing, like, on the screen as to where his enemies are. Like, oh right there. It's really... It's Why so... wouldn't you just turn it off? Dumbass. Wow. My friend dummy. installed the game for me. I thought this is just how it was. Yeah. You just see the squares. Idiot. Ridiculous. My weird news uh, is one I found myself. This comes from Push Square. We know that one. Uh, and Robert Ramsey. I know that one. Mm -hmm. uh, the headline is... Random. Random. What's Nintendo life? Push Square, what are you doing? Ah, Get all, off there. All the same All the same parent company. Yeah, it is. Uh, Guilty Gear's beef with former US President Bill Clinton concludes 23 years later. Oh my God, the beef's the same age as me. Oh, <laughs> oh. specially <laughs> aged. Probably a bit smelly. Ashton Matthews, specially, specially aged, aged beef. beef. Mm. Uh, smell like beef. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully yeah. not 23 year old beef. The year is 1999, and Bill Clinton is president of the United States of America. Oh my God, have I had a stroke? The ever ah. Yes, but it's not to do with this. I'm a baby. The ever... And Ashton Matthews <laughs> is, is small beef. Yes. The ever-growing popularity of video games is causing a stir, and Clinton, I'm having a stroke now, decides to highlight the potential dangers of our favorite hobby during a now much-memed speech. He presents a number of violent video game magazine ads to onlookers, the most infamous being an advertisement for the original Guilty Gear. Said ad reads, kill your friends guilt-free. Needless to say, Clinton wasn't a fan. <laughs> and with the popularity of Guilty Gear Strive, this speech has seen a serious, has, has seen a serious resurgence, uh, forming the basis for countless internet memes and references. Squeaky clean Bill Clinton is not a fan of... 
slightly problematic weird, video the games. deflection of people who are in the wrong yeah of course this all took place 23 years ago when ashton was small beef <laughs> and we never thought that guilty gear would cross paths with bill clinton again but here we are Strive's latest update, which adds what is essentially a photo mode where you can arrange character models and share creations with other users, has allowed players to pick out a familiar, a familiar presidential figure. In the game's new White House-based uh, White House-based stage, a portrait of not quite Bill Clinton is visible in the background. The man himself once again finds his fate entangled with that of gaming's most hard-rocking fighter. It's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill. Steady now. Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's just a fun nod But it still makes for an entertaining story When you put it all together 1990s game advertisements really were something else Weren't they Let's have I don't a look know if at that ends the beef But I suppose you know Yeah it's finished well, they There's win. no coming back from that Bull Clinton's in the Oh game. I mean it is Bull Clinton isn't it <laughs> Look is. at it It's so smeared oh, and wow. blurry But it's definitely him It's like if Bill Clinton was Slender Man. Yes. <laughs> He's going to like abduct children. It's kind of like if you just described Bill Clinton, if you're having never seen him. Drawn Bill time. Clinton from memory. Yeah. yeah. It's like you gave like only three or four pictures to an AI of Bill Clinton. Yeah. And it just had to do it based on that. Yeah. Generate a nude tape. <laughs> there we are. That's my, that's my weird news. Let's move on to question three. Question three is from Fergus Jeffs, who says, hi, dudes and dudettes. Billy and Emma included. Uh, as April Fool's Day is coming up again, we are bound for some hilarious video <laughs> game <laughs> japery <laughs> from our favorite developers, publishers, and reviewers. Uh, With that said, if you were to execute an April Fool's stunt this year to try and successfully stunt fool gaming consumers, what would be your stunt? And what current video game or console would you have the stunt impact for this temporary period? Happy 160 podcasts. 150. 150 as well. 150, yeah. Thank you. 10 hilarious, in quote marks, uh, video game April Fool's jokes now on the channel. Mm -hmm. Time Lily time Lily asked Fergus, but we go used to watch do that video. Joke lists and people just didn't watch them. So, so we stopped. So we started taking the piss out of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't come from a place if of insecurity. If we can't have fun, you can't either. We haven't based our entire channel about criticizing other people's hard work. Mm. What are you talking about? We're fine. If I was a very highly respected video game journalist, perhaps someone who's known for like accurate leaks, um, you know, things like that. You would ruin your integrity in one day. Well, no, I wouldn't. Okay. See, this is the thing. I thought... With April Fool's Day coming up, people know that anything you say on April Fool's Day is probably an April Fool's Day joke. So I thought, how would, how would you get around that? And I thought, I've got one where I can like wholeheartedly promise that what I'm reporting or what I'm teasing is true. Um, I say it's just, it, you know, I, I am going to drop it on the 1st of April because that's when I can. But I'm telling you that I'm not going to say, lol, just joking, this isn't true. Mm -hmm. But I would then just very cleverly tease the right teases so i would say guys i've got big big news from the video games industry i've got a game that people have been waiting for for a very long time it's a hugely popular franchise it's sold millions and uh i can't reveal anything until the first of april but uh the letters HL mean anything to you? The letters HL mean anything to you? Coming this year. And then on April Fool's Day, I would say Hogwarts Legacy is coming <laughs> out very soon. People have been waiting for that game for a while. Uh, it's a very popular franchise. It's coming. Um, 
I mean, it's it would sort of spoil my ruin my integrity, <laughs> but it wouldn't be a lie. No, is what I'm no, saying. it wouldn't be a lie. You right. are correct. Um, Half Life Three unconfirmed. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at pranks. Um, just a prank, bro. Just a prank, bro. But I think what would be funny if you just made Cyberpunk broken again just for the day. <laughs> <laughs> just unpatch. Unpatch it. Yeah. Just take all the patches out just for just for the first of April. So if you boot it up, it was just a buggy old mess. They should put not even like the launch day version, but like a sort of beta patch yeah, that they've yeah. still got lying around somewhere yeah. in the studio. And then on when everyone's going, what the heck? Why is Cyberpunk broken again? You just go, oh, it's just a prank, bro. Patch <laughs> <laughs> coming out in the day It's long. just Keanu Reeves going, oh, it's just a prank, bro. <laughs> but then they just gradually patch it back to where yeah. it was in the same yeah. sequence. You get like an, every hour you get a new patch. <laughs> How how unbroken can the game get? Mm. That's what I'd do. That'd be good. That's a good one. Uh, If it wasn't probably highly illegal from a potentially stock manipulation perspective (laughs) and putting the fear of God into investors, if Sony or Xbox just put out a tweet saying, we're buying Konami, nobody would know if it was real or not. Nobody. Because it's totally believable. Yeah. And even though everyone knows that it's April Fool's, I think a lot of people say they can't joke about that, right? Well, there's a couple Surely of things they can't do a joke happening about on that. April Fool's Day this year that have already been announced. People are saying, oh, I'm like releasing this thing or like this this series starts or like whatever on April Fool's Day. I've seen like multiple things. Where people are like, wait, but the 1st of April. So like, is this, but why would you, if it's going to be a joke, like why would you say now? And mm. so, yeah, people mm. people still think like, Things still have to happen on that day. Like business doesn't revolve around the fact that it's the first of April. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be mine. Just to really throw the world into chaos and tank some stock prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for, just bounce. Just the bounce. It's just the bounce, guys. Yeah. It's just and then people at Konami going. What? Uh, Everything's on fire. What? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Who did it? If I was Sony or Microsoft, I would say I'm buying Atari because then Soldier Boy would be at home. Yeah. Going, Wait, what? <laughs> I am the owner of Atari. I've agreed to sell. I own it. I'm it the is CEO mine. Of Atari. It's it's Atari. It's me. I've done two. I've signed two contracts with Atari. <laughs> I am the Atari boy. Yeah. I own Atari. Follow at Atari on Twitter. <laughs> it's me, the Atari owner. Yeah. It's time for the big discussion. Oh. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Trigger Mappy, who says, Hi, Bap. I hope you are all doing well. Glad to see Ben's back. Thank you. Hey, see. There it is. There's Ben's back. Sports time. Wow. Glad to see Ben's back. Me too. Mm. Aren't we all? Always want to see the back of Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll just leave, shall I? (laughs) Sony PlayStation just announced their new... Sub- Sony PlayStation is good. I like the Sony PlayStation, yeah. Sony, actually, it's Sony Interactive Entertainment PlayStation. But Limited. Thank you, Limited. Uh, LLC. PLC, All of LTD. Registered trade. Copyright. Uh, just announced their new subscription service to compete with Microsoft. And personally, and personally, not really too excited of what they've shown. It's a bit expensive as well for what they're offering. Just want to know your take on this. Is Sony's Game Pass justified, especially the price? And what games would you like to see there? Thank you. Keep up the good work. You're my favorite channel. I love Ben. <laughs> and Peter and Ashton too. 
Thanks, Trigger Man. That's I, actually what it says. Yeah. I did. I made Trigger Mappy sound completely like unhinged. a robot. <laughs> completely unhinged there. But thank you so much. We love you too. Uh, right, I've got some facts and figures here. Should yeah, we, can should we you learn about what's going on? with those facts, Ben Potter. Here we go. So there's a link to a Push Square article in the description. A lot of Push Square chatter today. But push, it's, push Square. They're, but they're good. They're, they're good and they're PlayStation specialists, so it makes sense. Uh, it's, it's incredibly blurry, the photos that they've taken, so I've got to get really close to it. Uh, so there are three tiers. PS Plus Essential, PS Plus Extra, and PS Plus Premium. What do you get for PS Plus Essential? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ashton. Hey what, ben, do you get? what do you get for I'll PS tell Plus you. Essential? I'll tell you. Okay. I will tell you. Thank you. So the price is staying the same across the board. This is what you have right now. You will get monthly PS5 and PS4 downloadable games, uh, exclusive discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access. That's what you get with that. Mm-hmm. Cool. PS Plus Extra. Hey, that- Ben. Ashton. What'd you get with PS Plus Extra? I'm so glad you asked. Thanks. Thanks. I'm going to tell you now. Uh, PS Plus Extra is £10.99, uh, <laughs> €13.99, Euros, and $14.99 reduced. Uh, and annually, the price goes up to 80, $83.99, $99.99, and $99.99, respectively. With that, you get everything from PS Plus Essential, which is monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access. But you also get a downloadable catalog of nearly 400 PS5 and PS4 games. That's what you get in addition. PS Plus Premium. Hey, Ben. Yes, Peter. What is in PS Plus Premium. I'm going to tell you right now. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome, Ashton. PS Plus Premium is their most expensive tier. Mm -hmm. That is $13.49, £16.99, and £17.99 sterling euros and dollars, respectively. And also annually, $99.99, and $119.99. You get everything from PS Plus Extra, but you also get PS3 game streaming, PS1, PS2, and PSP game catalog for download and streaming, and you also get time-limited game trials. So there are three new tiers, wildly different prices. We don't know what games are in there. Um, I do have a quick quote here from SIE President and CEO Jim Ryan. Hey Ben, what did boy. Jim Ryan say? Do it in your best Geordie accent. Yeah. He's got this, he's got quite a muted one. Yeah, he has, because yeah. he's a businessman. Because he's a businessman and there are no business people from Newcastle. Nuh-uh. We can confirm that. It's true. Because we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking to gamesindustry.biz and he is talking in this regard just to head off this potential topic of conversation um, uh, about whether or not Similar to Game Pass, big first-party exclusives will be day one mm. on the most, you know, the premium services mm-hmm. there. In terms of putting our own games into this service, terrible impression, I'm sorry, or any of our services upon their release, as you well know, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past, and it's not a road that we're going to go down with this new service. We feel if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, the virtuous cycle will be broken. That's a reference to something he was talking about earlier that I cut out. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible, and we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers want. So, Peter Austin, how does it slash does it even compare to Game Pass? Is it fair to compare the two? Are you interested? And what would make you buy it if you were to? Uh, I'll tell you what bothers me, I think more than anything else, is the split of the top two tiers that 
I don't understand why they didn't just... I under, I, I get uh, the idea of offering what they've got now and continuing to offer that and then saying, you know, with this additional stuff, with all these, this library of games, we'll maybe put that as a separate tier. Some people might not want to, might not want that. So why should we suddenly start charging them extra and say, this is just, it's one price, this is the new deal. Mm -hmm. So fair enough to split them like that. But I don't think then they should split those top two from each other. I think they should have just like made a huge library of games. That would be more comparable to Game Pass. Uh, and, you know, if it had to be somewhere between those two prices, or even maybe if it had to be that that top end price, but just everything together, I think that makes more sense. I feel a little bit hard done by that I essentially have to pay extra to play PS1 and PS2 games, which arguably are probably easier to emulate yeah. than uh, the more recent stuff. Um, I also find it... I, st I, I, know, I know the technology is complicated for the PS3 and it infamously so and it was hard to develop you've, for. You've got to find a solution at this point. Mm -hmm. Just just do it. They have all the specs, they have all the rights to the technology and to the, they they are the only people or they are the best placed people to come up with a decent PS3 emulator. It's not yeah. impossible. It already exists. There is an emulator and it's not perfect, but no. that was that was reverse engineered. Exactly. Yeah. Internet nerds. So why are they only streamable and not downloadable? It it feels a little bit like not to the same extent, but a bit like how they were with their PS1 mini, where they've kind of There you go. They've yeah hundred quid. Yeah. We've we'll sort of put a bit of time into it, do enough that we can justify it actually trying to flog it to you uh, and then say, give us some money. You know, I think the fact that you can't, they've not even gone as far as to say, oh, and we've, we've got, um, you know, a nice PS3 emulator software to download onto your console that will, that will run these games. You know, I think that's, it just seems like they've not gone as far as they should. Um I don't know how interested I am until I see what is available in these libraries. Um, so at the moment, I'm reserving judgment. But in terms of whether it's comparable to Game Pass, I don't think it's as good as Game Pass. Um, I don't think it's so out there and so lacking that you can't compare the two. I think you, you can compare them, but I think in making that comparison, I come to the conclusion that it's not as good, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think the Xbox Game Pass and the new PlayStation Plus are actually very are vastly different things. I think mm -hmm. that Xbox Game Pass is I f kind of find that their mentality is providing the most for gamers in like one place. Like you've got old games, you've got brand new games, you've got games that like are kind of in the middle. Like this, they've got their big back back catalog, mm -hmm. um, and then they've got these brand new ones. Whereas I think PlayStation Plus is less about new games being accessible to gamers. It's now more about old games and kind of the nostalgia factor that I don't you think Game more. Pass... That you have to pay more. <laughs> mm. But I don't think Game Pass is the same thing. I mm. think Game Pass is looking to the future of what Xbox will produce, whereas this is looking into the past of what PlayStation have produced yeah. in the past. I probably won't bother going any higher than the extra tier. I don't really have a lot of desire to play games pre PlayStation 3 even. So, and that's at a push. So I think that like, I probably wouldn't bother even going for the, the highest tier. Um, and like you say, a lot of the time these games can be emulated for free 
and pretty much as easy, like pretty easily done, mm-hmm. to be fair. So I think that to charge, what, £17, pounds, sixteen ninety nine For the most expensive. Most expensive. Uh, £13.49 a month. £13.49. Um, I think that like to charge that much money for it is... I don't, I don't think it's, it's a tough sell, isn't it? It's, t- yeah. it's, a tef- it's a tough sell. It would right. have to have a really good library, and I don't think it's going to. I think yeah. it'll be... Because the, there'll be all the kinds of rights price. issues. For st- anything that wasn't produced by SIE or SCE, um, you know, this, that's got to be difficult for them to nail down. Well, they've said like 700 games, and you kind of think like, well, how many games did PlayStation Now have? Maybe like... That's the thing that I neglected maybe? to mention is that PlayStation Now is going. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, it's being, being rolled in. So you're right, Ashton. You know, we're talking about that. The big difference here is that PlayStation Now doesn't have any PS5 games, mm-hmm. and this will have PS5 games. But what apparently. PS5 ga- five games? If they're not going to put new games on there, what games are they going to put? On well, there? that that's exactly the point. This is the, this I've is the thing had that's a subscription me. to PlayStation Now, and until they specify which games it is, this huge number that they're claiming could quite easily be the just the stuff that was already on PlayStation Now, yeah. which is a collection of some really good stuff and some baffling, weird, mystery, like yeah. tiny indie things that mm. signed up at the start. Two chapters of like a Telltale game where they never uploaded the rest. Yeah, and it's like, is this is this it? You're just rebranding PlayStation Now and saying you get access to a catalog of nearly four hundred games, but yeah. it's just the PlayStation Now catalog. But yeah. I think the thing is like, that's the issue is that there's nothing new. Like they've kind of just merged the two together, which I think is kind of around the same price. If you're paying for both of them, is the yeah, same price as premium anyway. So if you are playing, if you are paying for, sorry, stop. Uh, plus and now you're not going to be paying necessarily any more but you're also not going to be really getting anything more for Mm. your money they've just like rebranded it's not anything new it's not nothing we've not seen it's not anything we haven't seen before from playstation in the last couple years it's nothing new and i'm i'm a bit underwhelmed to be honest about what this I i never expected it to be insane but maybe at least they'll make playstation now a bit the UI a bit nicer, yeah, maybe. It's not good. Because didn't they say there was going to be PC streaming available? The thing is that they're already... Like, As PlayStation well. now already exists on PC, and, and it's not yeah. very well publicized. You, you, you do have to stream, because with PS4 games, obviously, on PlayStation now, you can download those. You have to stream the PS3 stuff mm-hmm. that's on there. Uh, PC, you have to stream all of it. And I don't know if it's still on there, but, like, Bloodborne which is something that people have been clamoring to come for P- come to PC for ages, is playable on PC. Mm. You do have to stream it, but it's been... I don't, again, I don't know if it's still part of the library, but certainly when it was part of the library, mm. if it isn't now, um, it was playable on PC. You could do it. So th- this is... They're making a big song and dance about stuff that PlayStation Now already did, and they're maybe hyping up the existing catalog which wasn't always that great anyway um i don't know i'm i'm not at all sold on this and i have no interest of going any higher than essential unless they work out proper backwards compatibility and they lock that behind a higher tier um it's weird that time limited game trials is like a bullet point of the most expensive tier because how many games are going to offer those Mm. yeah how often and how justifiable is that extra expense going to be for that yeah um it's just it was kind of a lackluster 
boring announcement. It was and they just did it on a blog yeah, post. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So there was nothing. There was no video. There was just like... There's just no just hype so you for know, it. I think, the thing, I think that they aren't... They don't care about... Yeah. I think they're mm. not hyped about it. They know. They were so much better in the, the PS4 era of like being this... And mm. Xbox has completely taken that yeah. from them. Yeah. That it's, it is like they're not really trying. It makes sense. Don't get us wrong to roll PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Because ev- as long as PlayStation Now has existed, everyone has said, why is it a separate thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, some We've people got- do want it. And I subscribed a couple of times just mm-hmm. to get, you know, a game I was interested in for five ninety nine or whatever it was. Uh, but I really like the idea of it, but I just sort of can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, you know, even if it does work out actually the same price, like putting the two together and but paying. But that's the thing. But if it is exactly the same price as buying, getting two subscriptions, then you might as well have, I mean, what difference does it make to you now? If yeah. you wouldn't, if you couldn't justify getting two separate subscriptions when they were separate services, if it's the same price now, why, why would you do mm. it now? And especially yeah. if they do literally just shove the now library into this and say, look at the hundreds of games available. Yeah. And it's just those. It's just, the fact that they are onboarding existing PlayStation Now subscribers, I think at the premium tier, it might be the extra tier, is kind of telling yeah. that maybe it is just the PlayStation Now library. The PSP games is really interesting mm. uh, because that might be especially with not so much PS2, but especially with PS1 and PSP, that might be their way of answering the criticisms about all the games that are available on the PSP and obviously Vita's being ignored here, but that needs touchpad to play a lot of those games and that could be complicated, yeah. to, mm-hmm. a, a complicated issue, to, issue to solve. But this could be their answer to the criticism of threatening to shut down those stores yeah. and yeah. all those games just being lost and, and gone forever because you can't access them through the web store and you haven't been able to for a while. You can only access them natively through the consoles and the handhelds themselves. So, But even then, that could just be... How many are they going to do and which ones? Yeah. Yeah. There's just not enough information to really get excited about any of it. But at face value, I only need exclusive discounts, cloud storage, and online multiplayer access. I don't even need the monthly PS5 and PS4 downloads. No. I, I am quite happy with the most. But none of that sounds exciting to me and, until we get until specific. Until we know yeah. what's available, yeah. I just, this is the thing. I just think that there's so much confusion around the whole what games will be on there, what they will di- like say is a going to be part of the ps5 library i mean we already had the playstation plus collection which was like what 20 30 games from the playstation 4 era that were like their big games like god of war horizon was all on there like you had persona Persona, which is going persona 5 uh, is being taken off soon apparently Mm. well um but it's just it's just ridiculous and i think that like there's there was so much discussion about it and there was a lot of hype and they just kind of were like well this is this is what we have. Yeah. You like it. You make a good point, go. Ashton, that, um, you know, it feels like Game Pass is kind of they're looking to the future and what can we do? What can we turn this into? Whereas this is kind of just a, yeah, we better like, people want some like old stuff, so we better do it. Doesn't it doesn't like, need to be three tiers. Either. No, it no. doesn't. But we've said before, we've been saying for a long time that Game Pass feels like that is almost that's that's almost at this point their product mm. and you know they could take that into the future they could even make it available on playstation if they wanted to and get rid stop making boxes and it, it fe- yeah it feels like that they're they're 
their product is Game Pass, and oh, and it, we've actually we've created some devices for you to play Game Pass on. They're called Xbox Series consoles. Whereas this very much feels like okay, please buy a PS Five, and oh, I suppose like we'll make a kind of a Game Passy thing for it. Like mm-hmm. the focus here is still on the console and the games that they're producing. Whereas mm-hmm. you know you, they're not gonna they're not gonna take this. Or they couldn't they couldn't at the moment take this as its own independent product and like make it available on Xbox. I mean. They could do, but I mean, it's not substantial enough to warrant doing that. I think if they had just said, we're merging PlayStation Now in with PlayStation Plus, and it's going to, if you want PlayStation Now with that, you pay an extra bit of money towards it. Yeah. But if you don't want it, you just continue paying the six ninety nine, and you can go for the PlayStation Plus Plus or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can have PlayStation Now as well. That's what we've done. I don't think Sony needed to, I don't think Sony... I haven't ever thought that they needed to compete with Game Pass. I mm. think so. what Sony do and what Xbox do are similar, but also very different. And they, they work for the the people who are on each platform. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Like people people will not, ab- well, some people will not abandon, some, some people might. Most people will not abandon PlayStation just because Xbox Game Pass has come out. Mm. You know, there's di- there's different people with different types of games. And I think that, where Xbox are doing really cool things with Game Pass, I think Sony are doing really cool things with the exclusive and the studios that they have, like, gathered. I, I'm excited about the studios and I'm excited about the games that Sony release, but I'm also excited about Xbox Game Pass and these two things can coexist at the same time without Sony having to be like, well, oh, we've done a kind of a Game Passy thing, you want this? Well, this is what expensive. Mm. I don't. We don't need it. Sorry. Like, no. It's also early days, but I'm not excited. It's con- it's confusing as hell. Mm. I feel it's like so, and the names are rubbish. Mm-hmm. The, like yeah. extra and premium are going to be interchanged and confused with each, with each other constantly. Mm-hmm. It should have just been here's placed. We've got PlayStation Plus basic bitch edition bronze it silver does and what gold you want or, whatever, yeah. or bronze silver and gold and here is the merged one with playstation now yeah with a couple of extra benefits it's four pounds more but you get the services that was in its entire own subscription model mm-hmm. and that should have been it this this these other half steps are weird um because you have to assume that if a bullet point of premium is ps1 ps2 and psp game catalog for download and streaming they probably will not be made available a la carte to buy from the store and just yeah. play. You will the the they they're probably an exclusive to PlayStation Plus Premium, and that's the only way you're going to experience it. It's just not great, and I don't think it can be compared to Game Pass because Game Pass is just so much better value. Yeah, and and also this clearly is not even trying to do the same thing, which is both a good thing and a bad thing. And I think it's quite telling, actually, that they haven't talked about anything that's part of these libraries. I think the more I think about it now, like, it almost certainly is just going to be, like, the now we've, Yeah, we've lineup, not had like, anything, put, have we? Because if there was, if they'd, like, nailed down some really cool deals, like, mm. oh, we've done we've done a deal with Activision mm. and, you know, all of their, like, uh, you know, you can, you can play the original Tony Hawk's games or, or whatever, you know, as an example... You know, they would maybe like cherry pick a few of the the best deals that they've nailed down, uh, or stuff from their own back catalog that they've they've now made available, and say, incl- you know, four hundred games or you know however many hundred games, including, mm-hmm. and then just a few little interesting ones that maybe aren't currently available on now. But the fact that they've not done that makes me worry. Citation needed, but I think they've they've given examples potentially of the likes of Returnal and Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales going on the premium service right oh sorry 
the extra on the extra service. Um, Perfect example there. Uh, (laughs) So you know, clearly they are going to add some of their old older exclusive big Mm. games. Yeah, we're not going to get day one stuff. I do kind of understand that logic, but you know, because they don't have the money to throw at it like Xbox does, and they are not making a Game Pass competitor. Mm -hmm. As much as it's being presented that way, and as much as we've titled this episode saying, how does it stack up to Game Pass? As we've said, it doesn't. It's not it's not not the same. And that's not us defending it. It's just it's it's just doing something very different. And that could end up good or it could end up rubbish. We don't this is sort of a, a classic tale of Sony of, uh, since the PS5 was announced and slightly before of just really bad communication. Yeah. And we don't we know how much it's going to cost and the vague offering, but the real meat is going to be what games are yeah. included, and we just don't know. I hope it's good, and I hope that the PS Plus Premium, the top one uh, subscription, is irresistible because. Mm. I would, I would love to have access to loads of stuff that I'm really interested in, and I'm willing to put my money down for that. But currently, I don't care. Mm. Yeah, I don't care. And they must know that yeah. anyone who's not got now at the moment or had had PlayStation now, if this comes out and the new library is just PlayStation now, essentially, why is that going to attract anyone new? Why, why bother? Why go through the rigmarole of creating this new? new model if really it probably won't attract anyone to a higher tier mm-hmm. if they've not already got playstation now yeah. maybe maybe there is more than that but we'll have to wait and see we will any closing words ashton no peter not at all ben i'm done thank you okay. uh let us know of course what you think about well wonderlands i suppose was quite a big discussion as well let us know what you make of wonderlands let us know what you make of uh the new ps plus subscription will you be getting it and which one mm. and of course let us know about all the other stuff we've spoken about on this week's podcast peter is going to tell you some various places where you can find us on the internet if you would like to interact with us further hello youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump that's where you can go for all of our videos and live streams when we're streaming on both of those channels we are modded by lobrotovich trialing badger and mr black uh, also on twitch you can get a twitch sub for essentially for free or bundled in with your amazon prime if you've already got amazon prime you get a twitch sub with that so spend that on us if you like Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after our social media. Uh, you can go to those social media presences for video and live stream announcements, uh, d- d- legacy video content, little posts for discussion and stuff. It's all very exciting. And to post weird news as well for us. Uh, we've got a TikTok, which is TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump. Ashton's over there. Yes. Ticking and ticking and, and talking with Fraser. Yeah. And we've got Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. There's lots of rewards there, including early, worst, and weirdest games ever. You can ask questions on this podcast. You can be a weird news pop- podcast producer. So go and have a look at all those tiers. We have a website. It's shivaljuth.mup. That's shivaljuth.mp. It spells jump. If you want to join our Discord, go to shivaljuth.mup forward slash Discord and chat with our wonderful community. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. If they tell you to do something, bloody well do it. If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, you can go to shivaljuth.mup forward slash podcast. If you want to watch some of the live stream VODs, if you've missed any of the many live streams we do a week, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash 
Vods. Oh, did you just... Ha- I just bonked the table. Wham. Just bonked <laughs> Bam. That's V-O-D-S. Um, and if you want to buy some Sick and Cool merch, we're all sporting some merch today. Jacket, sports time jacket, T-shirt, jacket. Jacket. Nice. Um, you knife. Can go to- <laughs> knife. You can go to triplejumpshop.com and follow at triplejumpshop on Twitter for the latest merch updates. We're working on some right now, so if you follow them, you might be one of the first people to know Ooh, about it. Maybe you just get that. <laughs> uh, why not follow Peter and Ashton on both Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. On YouTube. No joint stream this week because after this, we are having lunch and then we're gonna get drunk. Yeah. To celebrate 200,000 subscribers. We're going to the buffet this afternoon. It's yes. very exciting. Uh, so there'll be no VOD this week. Don't <laughs> don't feel like you've gone insane if you can't find it on the VODs channel. Uh, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday streams are the solo streams on Twitch. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else the podcast every Saturday and we do shows all the flipping time go check them out go check them out why not leave a five star review on iTunes or your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms with Bill Clinton's rhythms Bill's Bill Clinton's Bill Clinton's this week on the channel well firstly go to facebook.com forward slash team triple jump we are closing in on that 10k Mm. Go give it 9. a follow. Nine point two now, I think. Ooh, ooh, very close. It's really slowed down. I feel like for this <laughs> please, last thousand. Please, please, please go not do, it, it, please do please, it. Please, 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 please. It's also. I'll cry if you don't. She, yeah. she will. I will. She'll do not it. Afraid. And if you want to see Ashton cry, I'll make her cry. If you do. Either way, I'll cry. Yeah. Whatever happens, mm. there will be tears. Yes. It's also a worst games ever week, isn't it, Peter? It is. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to tell you what the episode is. If you're a patron, it went out yesterday. You could have watched it already. Could have done. But uh, if you're not, it's coming out tomorrow. And it's um, Flushed Away. <gasps> oh, I love that Off movie. of Hard Man. Off of Hard Man. The Hard Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Are the slugs um, in it? I s- the slugs? Yeah, they're singing slugs. Are they in the game? No, we didn't get that far. Didn't see many slugs. They probably are. But uh, yeah. I say it's a good one. I've not actually watched it yet. James sent it to me this morning and we came to record the podcast. I've seen it. Uh, it's excellent. Lies. False. <laughs> Why news. are you lying for? <laughs> Ashton. Yes. Can you please tell us this week's sponsor once again? This week's sponsor. Peter, can you react as if you understood? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. This week's sponsor um, comes from Stadia. They say because PlayStation aren't doing it, they're releasing Spartacus. But then Xbox said, no, we're releasing Spartacus. And then Steam said, no, we're releasing Spartacus. And then Epic Games said, no, we're releasing Spartacus. And then Ubisoft Connect said, no, we're releasing Spartacus. And then finally, Nintendo said, no, we're releasing Spartacus. That's a 77% reaction. I'm bereft of ribs. (laughs) My sides are practically split. Call the doctor. His sides have split. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, everybody. Episode 150 in the bag. Mm. Really appreciate you being here. Mm. We will catch you all next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 